Welcome, welcome, welcome to the one and only Youth in Action. Now, my name is Brother Freddy, and like I said, I'm your editor. Uh, we have something special going on at Youth in Action because now not only we have a Creole version, but we also have an English version. So, I mean, if you want to check both of them out, all you got to do is go to our podcast at www. No, not yeah, slash forward fm uh, at my youth in action. You would hear both of them. If the Creole is good for you, hey, go with the Creole. If you want to hear the English, we have the English because we have the honor. As you know, for the past month, we have. Pastor, doctor, brother, Teddy Castor and his wife, who are being diligent by bringing some nice topics for us, especially the way things are going. So today, I'm going to let, you know, let them take it over. And then uh, I just want to say hello. Welcome again to Youth in Action. Pastor Teddy Castor and my sister, What's going on? Vanessa. What's going on? How you, do, how you guys doing? doing? We're doing well. Thank you for having us. I mean, we we, we wish we were um, uh, having better times in our country, uh, but unfortunately we're not. Um, if for those of you who don't know what's going on, uh, just as, you know, we believe that things were starting to change, we're, what's, we're back to the grill again, meaning that uh, we're back again with, another unarmed uh, black man, young black man, who was shot uh, by the police on Sunday. So um, Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back uh, by Wisconsin, by Kenosha, Wisconsin police officers. Uh, He, from what they say, again, this is all uh, uh, what they're saying. They're saying that he was either going to or coming from a, poli- a birthday party for his son, uh, he witnessed uh, some type of altercation and was trying to break it up. Okay. Police were called. Now, this is where I don't know what the facts are, 
some people say that he had some kind of, um, I guess, argument with the police officers. And some people say he did not. The video, however, shows him walking, or like he's on the passenger side of his car, and he's walking around the car, around the door, around the fender, to the other side, which is the driver's door. As soon as he opens his driver's door, one police officer pulls on the back of his T-shirt with his left hand, I believe, and then with his right hand, he fires seven shots into uh, Mr. Blake Jr.'s back. Now, uh, the community, this is all on video. This is 100% on video. Uh, what a lot of people are up in arms is that there was, the cops literally followed him around the car. Even if there was some sort of an issue or situation there could have been other ways to resolve the situation. By the way, he had his three sons in the back seat. Three sons in the back seat. There also is, and as a black man, I'll let Vanessa and Freddie comment on this. I'm just giving out the facts. Uh, there also is now reporting that there was a knife in the car. However, as again, we're giving it to you real on real live time. Uh, people saying, well, then now people are trying to twist that to say he had a knife. No, he had a knife. The knife was found in the passenger floorboard of the car. Where is that located? That's located by like where you would put your feet on a passenger side of your car. So even if two things that I want to clear up and make sure. Even if he was trying to retrieve that weapon, he would go to the passenger door, not the drivers. And also, at the time of the shooting, they did not know, the police could not have known that there was a knife in the car anyway. So that, that, that idea of, and that's something again, in the black community where we, we get annoyed is that the first thing that a lot of, law enforcement agencies when there's this kind of involved shooting is they look for anything that you did or any way that they can kind of justify Monday morning quarterback the thing. So like you know, with Mike Brown they said, well, he was arrested for marijuana you know, two years prior. But he didn't know that. So that idea, and I think that's a problem. Any comments by the way, or do you want me to continue? Yes. Yes. So, you know, on social media, you know, I try to limit myself on social media, you know, I got to limit myself because there are people who are justifying why he was shot in the back. And they were saying that he uh, was want he had a warrant for his arrest uh, for domestic abuse with his girlfriend. Oh, really? I didn't know that. They were, these are reports that people are saying. I don't know what's the facts. I okay. don't know what the story is. Um, they said that he had raped a 14 year old girl. Wow. Uh, they're saying that he not had, accurate. Again, I'm not saying that these are, are true. I'm not saying that these, this is what people are saying, trying to quote unquote justify him getting shot. Okay. At the end of the day, there's a reason why we have a judicial system. If somebody did something, there's a judge and a jury. The judge and the jury is not in the street at the hands of a cop. 
They do not decide the death penalty for somebody. They don't decide the death penalty for somebody. And that's why we have a judicial system where, you know, the the apparent, whoever it is, alleged person uh, is supposed to be arrested and then brought to trial, right? With the, the right to have a lawyer and all that stuff. To, for me, that I find just so, it's discouraging, it's disheartening, it's, I, I feel sick to my stomach, you know, because I have a husband who's black, that can happen to him. You know, this can happen to, to anybody uh, who is black and brown. And for me to see people trying to justify why this man is in ICU right now, paralyzed from the waist down, and his children to be traumatized, especially one of them boys is on their birthday, to seeing their father shot, another rehashing of trauma of around the world of another black man at the hands of the police, another. So that was hard enough as is. And then a few days later, a 17-year-old white boy is swinging around an AR-50, killing two people, passing by the police, the police not even doing anything, not arresting him, not shooting him in the back while he's carrying on display a weapon. Crazy. In the same exact city, the same exact town. And it takes days to arrest him with no harm, no innocent, no, no, no incident. Well, let, 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 let me bring up some key facts. So um, they, after this happened, there was um, some protests, peaceful protests. Some people, and a, a lot of times when you have, because I've been a part of um, many protests, my wife has been a few, and I've been to a few as well, that you, you will have peaceful protests, right? Uh, and what happens is that a lot of times you have, and I've seen with my own two eyes, outside agitators come in trying to like rile people up and put juice on the, the protesters. So like, let's break some windows. Let's do this, let's do that. In the protest that we had, it was mostly ministers, pastors, and leaders. Okay. So we soundly rebuked this, these people who were starting trying to do this. So that doesn't, and that's why I said I believe that the church has to get involved more, so that when the when these guys from out that that are not from around, not from even like when we were protesting in Brooklyn, when these guys who are not from our community, not from our neighborhood, start coming and start to whisper, you know, break the, you know, let's turn over some cars, let's do this. I said, buddy, we're not here for that, and they left. And I think that we we have to be just more on guard that outside agitators, people with other alternative agendas, want to do things, and then we're the ones who end up getting arrested in trouble. But that's just a key fact that we just have to be careful. Going back to that, so after about two days later, after two or three days later, they had peaceful protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Right now, I'm just giving you facts. We'll discuss some more, but I'm giving you facts. No problem. So, the, the reason why so many people were like quite like triple incensed is that a young man named Kyle, I'm only gonna mention his name once. So, cause I don't wanna give him any, you know, his name is Kyle Rittenhouse, 17 years old, came from Illinois. He's not a resident of Wisconsin or Kenosha. Comes with a few of his uh, militia 
friends. And his mother. I'm, his mother was there too. His what? Who? His mother was there too. Yeah. I'm going to call them what they really his are. His mother was there too? Yep. Wow. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them what they really are. Domestic terrorists. Yeah. They are dom- the people. There is a the, the people. It's a they are domestic terrorists. They came brandishing a, a AR-15 assault rifle. Anybody doesn't know what an AR-15 assault rifle on the street is called a street sweeper. There's a reason why it's called a street sweeper because it unloads bullets at a higher rate of speed. It's basically a weapon of mass destruction. Like you, all you do is pull the trigger. And you're just cleaning the block off of people. So he came in there allegedly to uh, patrol the area to make sure that people don't loot and that kind of stuff. He gets, I guess, into some kind of back and forth with some protesters and then starts and unloads his weapon on people. So he ends up killing two people, two peaceful protesters and injuring others. Now, there is actually video of him walking around in there with his weapon fully brandished, fully loaded, walking by police, talking with them, knocking on their window, lifting up his hands, and they do not, nothing happens to this gentleman. The police then do nothing, right? Now he's not doing. He shoots the people, walks away, goes back to his vehicle, and goes home. It's not till the next day that they, you know, I guess saw the videos and put one and two together, and then they went and got a warrant and apprehended this young man, seventeen years old, Caucasian young man, killed two innocent protesters and hurt many, many more. The problem that we have in a black in a black community, and that's why also the day after uh, NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, football players all boycotted because in those sequence of events, we were able to see what institutional racism looks like. Because on one hand, you have an unarmed black man, no matter what you thought or what you didn't thought, think, walking to his car unarmed, get shot seven times in the back, flip the, flip, flip the story to two days later to see a Caucasian under, uh, underage young man with a fully loaded assault rifle, an AR-15 assault rifle, roam the streets and not even be questioned. Crazy. That's the issue. That so is a, the problem. There's an article on Newsweek saying um, there's a Christian site who raised $97,000 for this young man for his legal fees. And they said the reason why... For which which young man? Kyle. Okay. The one who... Um, the, white, the, the Caucasian guy. Are you serious? $97,000 for legal fees because they said he was trying to defend himself. They say he just defended himself from a brutal attack by multiple members of the far leftist group Antifa. Wow. The experience was undoubtedly a brutal one as he was forced to take two lives to defend his own. Wow. 
You know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And I, I, at this point, I really don't care who, you know. We have a serious race problem in America. Yes. What, no other civilized country do the police kill one predominant race. Not, it's not even close. We have a problem, and then we also have to look into ourselves and look, in, especially for that Christian group, whoever raised the money, and I, I 100% believe it, has to look at their theology and has to ask themselves. So you you want law and order, so you raise money to uh, for to help this person's legal fees, which is you are within your right as an American citizen. But what does that say about your faith, about where you stand? If you're not standing behind peaceful protesters, but you're standing behind domestic terrorists, I'm going to continue to call them that because that's where they—that's what they are. Because we, as believers, us as Christians, we can no longer uh, sit down and accept these things. We cannot. This is a, me and Freddie were talking about it maybe a few months ago. Is this going to be a, a moment or a movement? I believe this is a movement because I believe that people are just tired. They're just sick. They're annoyed with the way things are going. This cannot continue. That, uh, and I, I believe that the election and the rhetoric has something to do with it because the, the candidates that are here. Are not, do not allow you to stand in the middle. They force you to make a choice. You're talking about Trump they and for, Biden. Yeah. Okay. They force you to make a choice whether you like it or not of what you're going to stand for because this sort of behavior is unacceptable. Too many to, the, the 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 young shooter from the the shooter from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. When he killed the nine people in the church, the police officers went and got him Burger King before they arraigned. This is crazy. I mean, I'm so numb I mean, with this thing. I don't know what what to say. You cannot make this up. And I know a lot of parents, you know, especially black and brown parents, are annoyed. Then, you know, they're uh, dejected. They're, you know, and, you know, the question is, well, what do you say to the kids? What do you tell the parents and these kids, these young men and young women, of what to do with, with the police? And I hate to, I don't want to be, uh, but I mean, the last few um, killings that happened, homicides, there's actually, and this is how, this is how sad it's gotten, there's actually, Nothing that these individuals could have done that would have really saved it. Breonna Taylor was sitting on her couch and she got shot and killed on a no-knock warrant. No, she was You're sleeping your, in her bed. She, oh, sorry, she was sleeping in her bed. There's absolutely nothing that you could have done differently to stand that. George Floyd, there's nothing you can do by having a policeman wanting to stop you for twenty dollars and put put your put his knee on your neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds, 
as much as we want to say, oh, he should have stopped. Oh, he should. Walking to your car door should mm. not lead to oh, to you being now paralyzed and in bad shape. And I think the conversation has to start as what are we going to do as a community but I feel, I feel like we've been what asking that same question again and again and again and again and again. And uh, I don't know. I mean, where do we go from here? What are we going to do? I mean, oh, I, well, my, what yeah. I see. Are you going to let your wife speak? <laughs> <laughs> well, first let Freddie finish up his thought and then I will follow up after. Go ahead, Vanessa. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so in my prayer time uh, this morning, I, I wrote out a note uh, on my phone um, where I was just asking God, because I had a conversation with a ministry friend um, last night. She, uh, we do ministry together, and she was just telling me she's just in a raw, raw season. You know, she can't take this anymore. She feels like, you know, she feels like she's to blame for some of the things that may have come off racist, so she's trying to learn. She's not of, of any, you know, nationality to note um but she's just you know so she's trying to be educating herself she's trying to understand and as she's learning about everything she's like wow have i been asleep this whole entire time wow. that i never realized like this was really going on this is something that's been going on for a very long time and now it's hitting me and it's hitting me hard she gave the illustration of the bomb that had took off in Beirut. Mm-hmm. How everybody knew the fireworks. Everybody knew all these things were packed away into this building. Yeah. Uh, but nobody did anything about it. It was crazy. It went off. Yeah. And it leveled the whole thing. And she says that's how she feels. She wow. She, she feels must be that, Wow. That it's just everything has just been packing in, packing in. Everybody knows about it, but nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody's saying anything about it. And then there goes the bomb. Everybody's affected by this. Everybody's being leveled by this. So, you know, in my prayer time with the Lord, and and I just feel like God is like, you know, he's exposing a lot of heart. Out the mouth, the heart speaks. And the way a lot of folks are, their perspectives or whatever it is that they're saying about this, you know, it's not not fruitful. It's crazy. It's not fruitful. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I was I was telling Teddy, I I mean, what what do you do? I'm saying like, in the days of, uh, again, I'm not trying to blame anybody. I mean, I'm ju- I was just thinking because I'm saying like in the days of Martin Luther King, certain guys decided to take the f- the fight even even if their life were on the line. When we look at John Lewis, we look at all these guys. Of course, they have been murdered, but I guess that's the sacrifice. I guess some soldiers gonna have to make. Maybe, I mean, I'm not trying to judge again. I know there are some powerful men in in the black churches, and maybe this is the time for them to take a stand and, you know, feel uncomfortable a little bit and, and, and put themselves out there because I guarantee you, I feel like Trump going to be president again and the black man going to keep dying and dying and dying and dying and dying. I mean, I don't see how this thing gonna end. I, I mean, I'm not hopeful. I mean, I feel sad for the young African American growing up, people that have kids. I don't see how this thing's gonna end. I mean, 
it's it, it, it's it's not getting any better. You would have thought after George George Floyd, things would have. It, it, it's it's crazy. But you know something. Think... You know something. What's happening is, I believe that a lot of people are being exposed. What do you mean? Um, that okay. What I mean by that. There, even during the Republican National Convention, this is not a political show. We're not here to <clears throat> trade. Uh, I, think, I think this is more here for their pockets. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, oh, I mean, well, I, I, I don't put my trust it, in men no more. It, it, these guys, the issue. these guys are a not lot, there for uh, that. They're not. Lot, they're not going to work I, for I, that. I, I, I was watching it. I was, I was, I was pay, um, switching back and forth, and I, I, I saw a lot of white anger. And I was like, what are you ha-? like? I mean, people yelling, you know, we want our country back. We want like, and I'm, in my mind, I'm like, why are these, why? I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Why are these people angry? What do you have to be angry about? And that mindset is manifesting not only in the world, but in the church. It's 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 manifested because this young man is like we want our country back. What, what manifest? You talking about the hate? The hate, the idea that their country is being taken away from them. That because what's happening is like a lot of things that many, especially Caucasian people, and I'm going to say, and where his words becomes unbiblical, idols that they had are starting to reveal themselves as being idols and are being exposed as wicked and but but now, let's let, let's let's be honest we are youth in action you yes. are a pastor i'm on the radio you know yes what advice are we giving what is what is concrete we are saying right now what are we telling people who are listening to the show what to do i mean of course i talked a lot about this could be the sign of the end time. Things are getting so bad. Crisis coming back and all that. But what really we are we are saying, honestly. What, well, what, what? I have a few things. A few things that I was um okay. I was gonna say earlier before. Um Jesus is our great physician, right? He is our healer, he is our deliverer, he's our transformer. He deals with the matters of the heart. So as the heart is speaking and you're seeing these things that what people are saying that is disgusting and that is divisive and that is not of God that's not fruitful we pray for that why because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood okay right Ephesians 6 12 tells us for we for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places we cannot throw pearls to swine by telling them all these things, X, Y, up and down, because that person is not on the receiving end of it. They're not, their mindset is not to receive it because their mindset is to prove a point that they're right. right. That what they're saying is X, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it's not in alignment with God's word. It's not in alignment with Jesus. Gotcha. So our job is not to get swallowed up and attacked back by throwing these pearls out, okay. our job is to pray for them. I'm not going to hand you in the physical. I'm going to hand you in the spiritual. Okay. I'm going to intercede on your behalf. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask the Lord to please visit you in your dreams, 
going to ask him to put his face to you, have a conversation with somebody that you'd be receptive to receive, whatever it may be, because it is exhausting. We are a man, we are limited. And it is pride and fleshy if we think that we can argue our way and we can speak to where blue in our face, the receiving end on the other side is not going to take it because they're not well, in the mindset or they're not, God didn't, is not right or did not prepare them yet to receive it. So you, you think this problem should be approached more on a spiritual level? I think this is a complexity of things. Okay. I think there's a complexity of healing that needs to take place. Uh, reconciliation, grace, mercy, understanding, unity, peace, education okay. on all different levels. And if God but that's the, would know that, this, but if that's God the problem. gave you the confirmation to speak and say something to somebody, then that's what you said. Well, that's the problem. Trump is not going to do it, and I don't think Biden is going to do it. I, 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 no, I mean, the presidency who, is not going to change what's going on right now. Exactly. No. So who are, so, who well, are the guys, leaders listen, who are standing so some, and making a difference? Actually, some right. breaking, I have some breaking news. Go ahead. Breaking news. So now, if you didn't know, the NBA players boycotted the games for the last few nights. Um, I think they're going to play again today, Saturday. Um, but they struck a deal with the owners in which all of the NBA arenas will be used to for voting. There will be voting machines set up. There will be, you know, workers there. So all the NBA arenas will be used for a lot for people. Well, to vote. that that is that is my point. People are talking about vote, 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 vote. Now the idea, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. All these guys who are talking about vote, they are their mindset. Tell me if I'm wrong, is to kick Trump out. To bring Biden, hoping that that Biden will make white folks or the police stop shooting the black guys, and I don't think that's gonna work. I don't think that's the answer well, to the he, problem. He, he, All he, the he, voting he, machine. Go ahead. Well, here it is. It's not just like me and you had this conversation yesterday. It's not just Biden or Trump or whatever. It's also your local elections. Because on many local elections, there's also you're voting for the sheriffs or those individuals. It's New York City, we don't do that. But in many other locales, you vote for the sheriff or the top, you know, um, the uh, district attorney uh, and other places like that. So that these are the individuals who are enacting laws, who are who are choosing to prosecute this and prosecute that and also who be holding a standard of SOPs as far as that the officers will follow. So it's not just the presidential race. In many, especially in Texas, in Florida, in many other places, you're also voting for your sheriff. Yeah, but, but listen to me carefully. I was to, we, were yeah. talking, we were talking about this. The Bible said, my people are perishing due to the lack of knowledge. You will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I understand what you are saying, but tell me, who among the leaders are taking the time and educating the, the young people as far as the power of the vote? I'll be honest with you. 
young people right now, it's all about rapping. It's all about having fun. It's all about good time, good time, good time. They're not thinking of of, of all these structural things. There's that's why I said so the, I would, the people the, that have I, the the, the listen, go ahead. Listen, listen, listen to me very carefully. I would disagree with you in this the sense as someone being out in the streets and actually there are a plurality okay. of young people who are protesting. Now, what I'm urging and what we're hoping for is that if you're gonna be sitting there every day, twice a week, once a week protesting, that that's going to translate from going out and protesting to going out and voting. Hopefully. So, uh, yeah. So, so I, I I can't listen. I was the first time I went out. Vanessa, I'm Vanessa, and I brought even my baby daughter Hannah with me. When we went to march, there were I would say. The majority of the people in the street were young people. The mo- if I had to put about 70 to 75% of the protesters were people uh, 40 and under. Yes, and but so let, mostly- let, me, let, me, let me say something real quick. Okay. It is a fact that young people do not vote. You are that 100%. So if it is a fact that, that young people do not vote, we yes, have to find was, now, we now, have to find the method to stop this cancer from spreading. No, no, we cannot. Now, I mean, we it's something we have to do for ourselves. We cannot wait Friday. for a white person to do it. We cannot wait for a president to do it. Again, I I I, I, I hope that people that are in position like those high uh, 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 preacher mans or the, the, those guy those guys that have the megaphone. It's about time for them to to leave their comfort zone. Even the athletes, like LeBron, is trying to do it. I remember when Jordan had his chance to do it. He looked at the money. He looked at the pocket instead of of really taking a stand for the community. Uh, uh, Ali had to take a stand. I mean, Martin Luther King had to die. John Lewis had to get his head busted. We do not but have he, that. He, he, one second. One second. We we have to I me. Mean, this is the way I feel, and I'm wrong. We do not have people who are willing to make the sacrifice to be their brother's keeper. We do not have that. Everybody is after their pocket. Everybody's after their comfort zone. If everybody's after their little time, nobody these days. Show me one person who's really is is taking a stand. It's interesting that. Obama became president, but my man was a community organizer. Believe it or not, my man was after helping the people. And guess what? But Being a community organizer, he benefited from it because my people saw his heart. He was after getting his neck out there. As a lawyer, my man said he was not willing to go and make money in those high things. We do not have that right now. Everybody but, is about their pocket. Everybody's after their comfort zone. Tell me one person who's st- sticking their neck out. And we do not, I gotta be honest with you, a president is not gonna do it. A Caucasian is not gonna do it. We have to get up out there and take a stand and make a difference. It's enough is enough. I mean, Speaking about it, it's not going to do a thing. Not only, I appreciate what Venice said, I, I strongly believe it's a spiritual problem. 
but no, I I agree with you. But what I'll say is, I've never in my life seen this many young people engaged in uh, the discourse of civic engagement or in politics. So you are hoping. No, 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 no. Listen to me carefully. The last time such an event took place was 1968. And that's why they always uh, compare the 1968 election with this election this year. Because they, because never have we seen this many, like, they are pro, like, the, the news media name I published it, but they are protests every single day. There are young people who are out in the streets. I mean, and I, I believe that these new set of young people are not the same. I hate to throw. So it's the young people who's gonna do it for us. No, no, I never said that. I said the the. You're breaking away. I don't know. You're breaking away a little bit. I don't know what's going on. Would say you know Republicans Yeah, your phone is breaking away. I don't know what's going on. These young people are not. I'm here. You here? No, I can't hear you. I mean, it's just me? uh, give me one second. It seems like we, give me now. Yeah, go ahead. No, so we, these we, new these new young people are not the same pe- people from before, because what you see now is even I think we said a different show. Even even the, in the community, black, I see more black fathers are involved in their children's lives than I've ever seen before. Okay. I think there's a way that people saw it's I would I would liken it to like the crack era where a lot a lot of the kids who saw their parents doing crack and drugs said, well, you know what? This is ugly, this is disgusting, we're gonna move away from it. And that's how really people moved away from the crack cocaine era. Okay. So now let's ho- let's I'm, hope that again, the, the again, kid I'm, I'm speculating. Well, I agree with you. I mean, this is yeah, good. I'm Let's... Specul- Go ahead. I, 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 the, the, listen, I'm speculating now and hoping and praying that I see all kids in the street. I'm going to see them again when I'm in Brooklyn uh, later on today. That there are, this is going to trend because I can't see how you would risk your life with COVID-19 and go through all these protests and a simple task of voting you would not do especially especially since most schools are going to be distant learning so a lot of these kids are going to have no excuse are going to be able to vote that's why some people actually want to open schools because if when everyone's home the participation in voting will be very very high all right so let, let's be let's be let's be fair to the listeners so what we are saying right now, we are hoping that the young people, the fact that they are engaged somehow, something gonna happen because there's a lot of young people no, in what, the street. What, 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 we're, what, what we're saying is that all that all of us should participating in the act of voting. If you want change to happen locally, globally, we should all participating in voting. Well, I'm not gonna tell you who to vote. You find out where each candidate stands. You pray. You make your decision, because that will help in 
some of the things that are going on. We also have to hold those elected accountable. We can't sit there. They come in with some free turkeys and some free a tent with inflatables and give some free ice cream twice a year and be quiet and allow these guys to do to, to turn to look the other way when certain things happen. One thing I'm going to say right now, and I'm probably going to get in trouble, a, a, a two-word, qualified immunity. This is how police officers, this helps police officers to not be personally sued, and this thing does not allow them to be held accountable for their actions. Qualified immunity. Now, that, I'm not saying that, you know, it should be about, I think we should have a conversation on what that looks like, and I think we have to reimagine what the functions and what police departments do, because the system is working the way it's supposed to be working, meaning that the system wants. I, 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 I hate to be. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It wants black people to be held in check. It needs black people to be put in prison. It needs a place for military officers to get have a, a steady, ready, ready available job for them as soon as they retire or leave from the military. So the system is doing what it's intended to do. Freddie, you're laughing. You have something to say. No, I mean, uh, uh, as a black man, I'm not hopeful. I I'm not convinced. I'm sorry. I mean, I I'm putting myself on li the listener's shoes. And if I had kids, I, I, I would not know. You do have kids. You have two kids. Well, I don't have. I'm talking about at least a grown woman. Well, why are you not hopeful? I'm not hopeful because well, well, I'm not, well, not I'm not hearing something substantial. I would I would hope that you know people will be radical to make a change. So, so give me an example. Again, the only example I see is spiritual men, black leaders who are in the church will take a stand, put their head together, like Vanessa said, prayerfully fasting, you know, have a plan, just like Martin Luther King did. Have a plan, get everybody together, willing to sacrifice to make it happen, and they'll make it happen. I do not see that right now. I do not see one person sticking out to make a difference. I do not see it. I mean, as a black man, I, I, I feel I feel embarrassed to say because we don't have have one person taking a stand out there. Not one. Disagree with that, like I disagree with with, with, with you. Right. I think there are a lot of there, there are a lot of people on the locale side. There's again the idea of a black messiah. I I mean, it, it, there's not one central figure like a Martin Luther King or Malcolm X that's a national leader, but there are pastors in our communities that are taking stands in the community. It's just not televised. I mean. He, it, it, it's just, just not televised. They're doing. They they are advocating. Well, a lot of a lot of young black men gonna die before something happen. I'm sorry to say, and I feel bad for the the listeners. Let me give you a perfect example. There was a march on Washington where thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people marched in solidarity. Uh, uh, the march on Washington that was um, organized by Reverend Al Sharpton. Mm -hmm. 
Where were the TV cameras? Where, where that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Let me thousands upon thousands. When was that? Of people. Where were the TV cameras? When uh, was that? Yesterday, Friday. Okay. Friday. Where, where, where the TV? Because I got an invitation to go, but due to some circumstances, I could not go. But I know a lot of people who did go. Where are the cameras? Okay. Where are the interviews? So that, that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying is that it's not the same where before, I mean, there used to be a camera crew outside of Martin Luther King's house every single day. There was a camera crew outside of Malcolm X's house. There was a camp, like, they, they, they were literally camped to see where they're going, and that would be a segment of their, on the nightly news. That's no longer the case at this point. So you, you you satisfied with what's going on right now? You 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 think we? No. Have... no. Oh, there's not a black man or woman in America that could be satisfied with what's going on. That's and that's the reason why we protest. We are fed up. We are annoyed. Okay. But what has to happen? And I agree with you in part that we need to be unified in what we're doing. If we're going to all stand together and say, you know something? If we want to take a real radical stance, we could all say, you know what? You think you guys think you're funny? No problem. Anyone who is not willing to treat us like men and women of God, as the Constitution affords us to be, we will not financially participate in your business and those networks that want to denigrate and want to act crazy yeah we will not participate in watching your network and any sponsor that sponsors you you will not get one red penny from us when we start to put the pressure on um, we, we we need to put the pressure on some folks to start making that because when I'll give you an example. When Fox News, when people stop watching Fox News and when all the sponsors are not getting the, the money from the, the black, the brown communities, mm-hmm. they will they, they will start to, the, the, the money talks. Venice, are you not in saying the, anything? <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to get a breath in. I'm like, <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Aye, aye, aye. I don't believe that there is one right answer. No. I don't believe that man will resolve this issue. Amen. I believe that only God can reconcile. Praise God. And I, myself, am just waiting till Jesus comes back. I, myself, am making sure that I'm clean every day. New mercies every morning. I am not perfect. I'm spending a lot more time in prayer, asking God for more wisdom, mm-hmm. for more discernment. You know, uh, one thing for me that came up was just stop throwing pearls to swine, which is which is key. Okay. You know, because that's how the enemy is very subtle. I think I froze there for a moment. I'm so sorry. No, you I good. believe the enemy... Um, is very subtle, right? And his plans, that's why he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right. is to make us exhausted, to make us numb, 
to make us desensitized to everything that is going on right now. But we need to be as innocent as doves, innocent as doves and wise as a serpent mm -hmm. and recognize the enemy for what he is. Right. And that's what I was saying earlier before. We need to fast and pray. We need to pray for folks and not combat with them in argument. And we need to really seek in unity and in organized fashion together as a, as a unit, as a body of Christ, to seek God's face. Lord, what is it? Speak a word in this situation right now. If not for this generation, for the next generation. Yeah. What is to be done? And I know it's not man who's going to do it. It's going to be a reconciliation from God. I understand what you're saying, both of you. But I still believe that not that things will become kumbaya because they never will because of the sinful nature of man. Uh, but I, I truly believe that we are still called to be good stewards of what we have on this earth. Yeah, but at the same that, time, you got you got to be careful, Teddy, because what's happening right now, it's not only in America. It's spreading throughout the world. And this unrest, I heard a lot of preachers says that, could usher the return of Christ. And I think your wife is really into something because me personally, I'm thinking that's what's what's happening here. This unrest. Well, uh, uh, wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, yeah. wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. This unrest is not a local unrest. Uh, I, I I really, if there's one word of advice that I would give, is the same thing your wife said: for men to search their heart, because if the rapture happened. And people are so occupied with Black Lives Matter, Trump, Biden, and all these things. You'll be shocked to see the rapture happen. And you are busy taking care of the business of man instead of the business of God. And we need to be very careful because what I see it's happening right now, just like I said in the beginning of the show. I don't see no hope. I don't, I don't see no president going to fix it. I don't see no vote going to fix it. This is a the enemy is using this tool to bring total chaos and discord, not only in America but around the world, and we need to keep our eyes open because otherwise this thing gonna come like a thief, and before we know it, he'll be taken away from us. We only have five minutes. Any final words? Oh, I would I would just say this. It's a uh, reply to what you're saying. Yes. However, uh, we're not called to stand idly by and do nothing either. Meaning that well, yes, we're not we doing anything. Put our trust in men, in men, but we are still again steward of where you are and to and like I said, uh, I'm urging everyone to. Uh, I'm urging people to also especially for, first of all to fast and pray for your brothers and sisters that are dealing with loss that are dealing with pain uh that are dealing with suffering because at the end of this all there will be a day of judgment a day of reckoning for everybody including evangelicals baptists whatever you are where you have to stand before god and explain what you did with, the, with this life and i think a lot of people especially Christians, it's going to be a lot of gnashing of teeth 
when, when when you have to explain yourself and instead of sounding like a Christian, whether it's right or left, or, or, whether it's right or left, or you sound more like either Republican or a Democrat, then you are going as far as scriptures are prescribing. Because a lot of people, whether it's Republican, Democrat, whoever they are, they're they they are too much governed by oh this and that and this and that, but their mindset and their actions are not governed by the blood of Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? Vanessa, you want to say something? You know. Yeah, I think just in closing, um, the verse that came to mind again was Matthew twenty four thirty five. I've I've been this has just been coming up a lot. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Yeah, heaven and earth are gonna pass away. It's only God's word that's gonna stand. So where do you stand with that? Serious stuff. Serious stuff. Well, uh, any final word, Teddy? That's it. You give your final word. I I just I just gotta say I mean um, listen I, 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 again I, I would just urge uh, in this time of extreme chaos go ahead. that uh, really that especially for the black man yep I I would put a word of uh, I'll put a word of caution that in and I I, I, I feel like a broken record right. as many years we've been doing the show as many I said this I said listen. When you are in a situation okay. and you are in an encounter with law enforcement, live to fight another day. Now is not the time to show people that you know every penal law code. Now is not the time to be disrespectful. Now is not the time to make sudden movements. Now is the time to be composed. Even, even if you shouldn't have to, compose yourself, take it easy, I'm gonna. I'm, can I say this real quickly? Go ahead. Real quickly. So, a week ago, uh, my father-in-law asked actually asked me to go to Costco and buy a laptop for him. Okay. Uh, I went over there, and uh, <laughs> the people there were because I had his credit card, but I had his driver's license, and I had him on my phone on Facetime. Okay. I said, well, he just had he you know, he just went through a procedure, so he can't come himself. So I'm representing him. Okay. Coming. Oh, they went crazy. They were ready to call the cops on me, all the kind of stuff. I said, look, guys, keep your computer. I'm going to go home and live to fight another day. Now, my wife and his wife, you know, they called. They straightened everything out, and I was able to go back later on and buy this computer. Okay. But once I saw that the situations were getting a little bit, you know, complicated i left because unfortunately for a black man or a black woman um, anything that a, a little misunderstanding many times turns into tragedy yeah stay away from con- like listen live to fight of the day hey you don't want to take your 20 dollars in the store okay sir hey you know what all right bye-bye hey if, they, if they're acting tough i'm gonna call the police no problem. You know what? I'll leave because I rather, I rather, I rather have a story like this as a testimony than to be a hashtag where people are protesting about me. Yeah. At the same time, I like to close. I mean, by telling people, get the get your life ready because you don't know in the midst of all these things, the Christ may be showing up 
and stun everybody. Yeah, you're right. By surprise. Pastor Daddy, you want to close for us? Lord God, we thank you. We honor you, Lord. We pray for the Blake family and those who were injured and, and killed. Lord God, we ask that you give them rest, comfort, and peace as they have some of them have transitioned from this life to the next, Lord God. We pray for our country that's in chaos, Lord God. We know that you are in control, Lord Jesus. We pray that you will continue to cover us and shield us and give us a spirit of discernment, Lord God. Watch over us. Lead us, guide us, and direct us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On that note, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won I am who you say I am And you crown me with confidence I am seated In the heavenly place undefeated With the one who is conquered it all Tried so hard to see it Took me so long to believe it That you choose someone like me To carry your victory Perfection could never earn it You give what we don't
See you.